Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Wednesday, October 6, 2021. Stand up for your country. So we have a big Joe Biden story today, and I think you're going to be very fascinated by this whole thing. And it's something you're not going to get anywhere else. Um, first, we'll start with the president's schedule. He had one thing on it at 1 p.m. He gave uh, a little uh, chat to some CEOs and business people about the debt limit, the debt ceiling. Uh, I don't really know what that means, and I don't really care very much. Um, and I, maybe I should care, but I, I just don't. You know, it just doesn't mean much. Now, yesterday, as you know, he went to Michigan and gave a speech. And the speech lasted, let me get this precisely, 32 minutes. And I'm shocked, but CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News all aired the entire speech. I, I guess they don't have anything else to do. It wasn't a speech that made any headlines. And presidents make speeches all the time. Why did they air that? You know, I, I just don't know. Uh, Rasmussen Daily tracking poll of the president's job approval, 45% approve of his uh, performance, 54% disapprove. I guess 1% don't understand the question. All right, now listen to something good about Joe Biden. You know, I feel guilty. I really do that I'm about 90% negative on the man. You know, we have a special coming up on Joe Biden, a, a report card of his first nine months. And I'm, you know, I don't want to be a one note guy, but here's something good. So apparently yesterday, uh, Mr. Biden had a conversation with Chinese President Xi. And they talked about Taiwan. Roll the tape. I've spoken with Xi about Taiwan. We agree we will abide by the Taiwan agreement. That's where we are. And we made it clear that I don't think he should be doing anything other than All right. So he says that he and she agree they'll uh, let Taiwan be independent. Those words come back to bite him, but I'm going to give him a good grade on that because that's very important. We don't need a war or military conflict with the communist Chinese. We don't. But here's something that's very disturbing. Now, I got to walk through this because you don't know anything about it. You might have heard here and there, but here's the micro of it. Okay. So on September 16th, the country of Australia announced that it would join with the USA and the UK in a trilateral security partnership to protect Australia from a Chinese threat. So the Aussies are worried about China. China's trying to expand its sphere of influence in South Asia. Okay, as part of that partnership, the United States is going to sell Australia eight submarines, some of them nuclear. This is the first time that American submarine technology has been given to a foreign country since Britain in 1958. This is big. So we're giving the Aussies nuke stuff and selling them eight subs or ancillary vessels to help the subs. The Sydney Morning Herald estimates that's a $100 billion plus deal for the USA, $100 billion. Problem is that the Aussies had made a deal with France to buy 
nukes up. And now they're reneging on the French deal, saying that the French didn't live up to the agreement or whatever. Okay? I don't care. A matter to me. So the French get aced out of 100 million plus. They're not happy. A Macron doesn't like the USA or didn't. Now he, may, he might again. I don't know. So Secretary of State Blinken, one of the most charismatic men on the face of the earth. Wouldn't you all agree with that? He's over in France to try to soothe things over. Along with him is our pal, the former Secretary of State, John Kerry. And they're kind of, you know, massaging uh, Macron, you know, saying, oh, it's not that bad, whatever. So Kerry, who never met a TV camera he didn't like, goes on a cable channel in France Monday. And of course, they ask him about President Biden hosing France. Roll the tape. President Biden asked me about it, and I told him and expressed. Uh, you told Joe Biden that it was not the right. He asked me. He said, "What's the situation?" And I explained exactly. Uh, he was. He had not been aware of that. He literally had not been aware of what had transpired, and. I don't want to go into the details of it, but suffice it to say that, uh, that the president, uh, uh, my president, is very committed to um, uh, strengthening the relationship and making sure that this is a small event of the past and moving on to the much more important future. Now, did you watch Kerry closely there? He knows he made a mistake, a huge mistake. That's why he was halting. Uh, he knows because he basically told the world the president of the United States did not know about selling nuclear submarines to Australia. Uh, even if it's just a partial didn't know that France was getting hosed. Okay. I guess there's a possibility there. It's just a French component, but I didn't think so. I don't think Biden knew anything about it. That is almost impossible to believe. This is a nuclear, these are eight nuclear submarines and China is involved. He doesn't know. Hundred million billion dollar plus deal, he doesn't know. Every detail about it, so he could sign off on it. So who did the deal? Who made the deal? The defense secretary? Who? So this is why I keep telling you that this country's out of control because Joe Biden is not capable of running the country. Now, I get a lot of mail, and, and it's a lot of back and forth, and I like it, that I'm giving Biden a pass because I'm saying his mental acuity is not where it should be, and that I'm making excuses for him because he's this and he's that. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Biden knows exactly what he's doing. He's doing it on purpose to undermine traditional values in America. I get that a flood of mail every day. This proves that I'm right. It proves it. So Kerry, and once again, Kerry goes, I could see him. Oh, God, did I just say that? My president doesn't know about a hundred billion dollar nuclear sub deal that affects the Chinese. I mean, it is absolutely critical. He, he had not been aware of that. He literally, literally had not been aware of what had transpired. 
That I have never in my 45 years of journalism seen anything close to that. But I am telling you, as I have for months, this man is diminished. President Biden doesn't know what he's doing from day to day. And people around him in authority are doing stuff on their own. That's what's happening. There's a cabal inside the White House that runs most of it. But Biden has no idea what his secretaries, his cabinet are doing. Very, very troubling. Okay. Now, did NBC, ABC, or CBS Nightly News cover John Kerry's statement? David Muir, ABC? Couldn't fit it in. Nope, couldn't do it. Lester Holt, NBC? Lester couldn't find a way in. Nora O'Donnell at the collapsing CBS Evening News? No, didn't mention it. I mean, if you don't know the danger that we are looking at in this country now, you will never know. Got a media covering up for a disabled president. Okay, the disabled president wants $3.5 trillion in government spending, which is, you know, we're buying as many votes as we can for as much money as we can. That's what it is. Not going to improve the country. So preventing that is Joe Manchin, the Democratic senator from West Virginia, and Kirsten Sinema, the Democratic senator from Arizona. But now Manchin, he wobbling a little bit. So it's a $3.5 trillion proposal from Biden. Manchin said, oh, $1.5 trillion I might go for. Now he's upped it to two, Manchin. The reason is he's getting the living daylights kicked out of him by his party and the media. And so is cinema. You know about that. We covered that yesterday. They're wobbling a little bit. So my prediction, I made it on the Sean Hannity radio program today, is that there will be a $2 trillion, quote unquote, reconciliation bill passed. It's not a reconciliation bill. It's a massive spending bill giving money to Americans. The Democrats want to vote for them. That's what it is. All right. I think it'll come in at two. No Republicans will vote for it, but Vice President Harris will break the tie in the Senate. We'll see if I'm right. Okay, now here's the hottest story in the land, according to talk radio. And I discussed this with Hannity as well today. CRT, critical race theory and parents. So as you know, many parents are going to school board meetings saying, we don't want this. And in Loudoun County, Virginia, there was an actual brawl a physical fist fight at a school board meeting because Loudoun County's teaching critical race theory to the kids. And again, if you don't know what that means, I don't know where you've been, but it's basically saying that white America is bad, black America is good, and that's that. Now, I mean, I'm oversimplifying it, but that's what CRT is, dividing the kids along skin color lines. So, Enter Attorney General Merrick B, as in boy, Garland. He is directing the FBI and the U.S. attorney's offices all across the USA to meet within 30 days to discuss critical race theory and parents. Why? It's none of your business, Mr. Attorney General. The Loudoun County thing was a local beef. You have no jurisdiction in there. That's local police, county police, or city police. Okay, not you. 
The only way the feds can get involved with this is if somebody blows up a school. That's an act of terrorism. And then the federal authorities get involved. And let's pray that doesn't happen. But now, now Garland is a shrewd guy. He's a lawyer. All right. Remember, he was nominated for the Supreme Court. He words his statement. He goes, well, we support robust debate. We, uh, the Justice Department. But you better not go over a line and threaten or intimidate anybody. But again, if you threaten or intimidate anybody, that's not a federal crime. That's a local crime. Unless there's skin color involved uh, and, and you're going out and you're picking out a African-American or another minority and you're doing something to them, then it becomes a bias crime. But if you're just complaining about a school district being insane, Garland had nothing to do with that. But now he's ordering his big meeting. So why is he doing this? That's always where I come back. Why? This is a continuation of the white supremacy terrorist accusation. You'll remember that Garland, the Justice Department, and the progressive left and Joe Biden said, I don't worry about al-Qaeda or ISIS on a terror front. No, it's the white supremacists. They're the ones that are really a threat. This is an extension of that to try to convince the American public that anyone objecting to teaching critical race theory to children is a white supremacist. That's what this is. All right, because there's no need for this. There's no need to waste time having meetings about a brawl in Loudoun County. By the way, that should never happen no matter how passionate you are against CRT or for it, you should not be committing violence, ever. hope everybody understands that. But that's what this is all about. But if you listen to talk radio, you don't get any of that. You don't get the big picture, which is why you watch and listen to me. All right, Texas is gearing up for a possible surge of 60,000 Haitian migrants. Now, this is not being reported. Of course not. Corrupt corporate media is not going to report it. But the Washington Examiner reported it. So according to the foreign minister of Panama, the country of Panama, Erica Moines, she says that Haitians are massing in Panama. They're coming from all over to march up to the southern board and to ask for asylum, which is the game. It's the ruse. Okay, so in response to that, Governor Abbott tweeted, I'm going to read you the tweet, quote, Texas National Guard is gearing up at the border for increased caravans attempting to cross the border caused by Biden's open border policy. They are working with the Texas Department of Public Safety to seal surge locations at the border and arrest trespassers. So Texas is taking this seriously. Now, I don't know. 60,000 seems to be a pretty high number. And if those people start to move, even the corrupt corporate media is not going to be able to cover it up because it'd be like Afghanistan. You're going to have pictures all over the place. But I'm following the story. So the difference of this now is there is a race component at the southern border. Haitians are black. And so we've already seen Black Lives Matter and Al Sharpton run down to the border and scream racism. That didn't happen when it was just Hispanics. So I asked my staff, I said, look, I need to talk to a sane person 
who is embedded in the civil rights movement, who knows about it, A to Z, to get some solutions on a table for you, people watching and listening to me. So we found a guy named Jason Hill, who is a Ph.D. He uh, got his Ph.D. from Purdue University. He teaches philosophy, and he has a title of Honors Distinguished Faculty Member. That's Honors Distinguished Faculty Member at DePaul University in Chicago. So he's written a book called, put it up on the screen, What Do White Americans Owe Black People? Racial Justice in the Age of Post-Oppression. And uh, Dr. Hill uh, has some pretty interesting things to say, and he joins us from the Windy City. That was quite a uh, lead I gave you. <laughs> Thank you. That was no, but I, I, you know, my part of my job is to find people that that aren't, you know, it's, they use the same people on cable and network news over and over and over. I want to get somebody like you, who wrote a book, knows what they're talking about. So, what is the headline of the book as far as getting? white Americans and black Americans not to dislike each other. What's the headline? The headline, um, Bill, is to get both the races to realize that they're being sold a diet of hatred through critical race theory primarily and through this argument of reparations, which they both go hand in hand. That critical race theory is a racial extinction doctrine that is really meant to annihilate the white race and to feed black people a diet that white people just by possessing white skin are their natural enemies. And that they enjoy something called white privilege, which they inhabit just by possessing white skin. And that in possessing white privilege, they're walking practitioners of racism and that they're natural oppressors. Right, Once so every, every white person in the country, uh, just by their skin color, is an oppressor. That is what is being put out there. Now, you That's, came yes. to the USA. You're like a, a threefer here. So you came to the United States from the island of Jamaica, the country of Jamaica and the Caribbean. And you have, I assume you didn't come in on a magic carpet with a lot of money. You came in as uh, an immigrant legally and have mm -hmm. worked yourself up to a Ph.D., a prestigious uh, professorship at a prestigious university, and now you're an author. So if there was, if there were this systemic racism as Joe Biden uh, puts forth, how could that happen to you? Well, you know, I try to use myself as evidence of the utter stupidity of the idea that America is both intrinsically bigoted and that there's something called systemic racism in this country. Uh, since the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which granted full equality before the law to blacks and also was a social eugenics program which re-socialized the sensibilities of white people and, and made them into non-racist. Blacks have enjoyed the full equality before the law and every opportunity that's available to whites are no available to blacks. Mal, there, let, me stop, let me stop you there. I've always said it's rougher if you are African-American because there are white bigots yes. who will give you a hard time. I believe that that's true. true. Do you believe that? I do believe that is true, but I do fervently believe, Bill, that race is no longer determinant of destiny as it once was on, let's say, Jim Crow laws. So I have I lived in the Deep South when I moved here at the age of 20 in 1985. 
And I actually lived in Ku Klux Klan County, believe it or not, because the land was cheap and I was a poor student who came to this country with $120 in his pocket. And, and the Klan country was just very cheap to live in. So I have, I have had my fair share of racism, but I deal with situations head on. If someone is disrespectful to me or is eviscerative of my dignity, I tackle them head on. I don't tolerate it. I move on and I don't see myself as a victim. Okay, now let's it's, talk about that. Has anybody at DePaul attacked you for your moderate stance here, your constructive stance? Have you been attacked by faculty or students at DePaul? I have a lawsuit against my university because as, a cons as the only conservative in my department, as the only black person, and as a, someone who's radically pro-Israel and who wrote an article defending then Prime Minister Netanyahu's right to defend, to annex Judea and Samaria, I was censured. I was called a genocidal war criminal. I was called all sorts of names. So I have four lawsuits against my university. Now, I am it, persona non. Yeah, okay. So I have been so excoriated the, the left and attacked. is trying to silence you. How about the administration of DePaul? Are they supportive to you? No, absolutely not. They have they have they have backed the the, the faculty and have censured me, and re reprimanded me. Um, there are only about two people in the entire university who will speak with me, aside from the department of my chair, and they have led a boycott against my classes. Um, so I am a lone warrior for conservatism, for American values, fighting as a great patriot of our magnificent republic. And I'm hated for that. It's, but you know, I, I have a spine of steel and I'm, I, I believe in this country. I believe in the exceptionalism of the American people and of this country. And I've been on your show before, thank you. And we've spoken about American exceptionalism and, and my continued struggles to fight for the magnificence of this great country and, and the America phobia that we're living under. Okay, so um, the reason that you survive at the university is you have tenure, right? And you have a I great have title and all that. So you, they, can't, they can't take your livelihood away, but it must be very difficult. And I'm ashamed of the people at DePaul for being so narrow-minded, but I'm not surprised. Because this is a disease, this is an illness, this is a pandemic that is spread all across academia in the USA. My alma mater at Boston University hired this guy, Kendi. Do you know mm. Kendi, by the way? Do you know him? I deal with him. I take him on in my book and I actually destroy him. <laughs> yes, okay, so him he, he's like the, the spear point of the division of the races. He's saying right. that if you're white, you owe blacks X, Y, and Z and you're an oppressor. So Kendi is like celebrated at Boston U and he charges $20,000 an hour to tell corporations how racist they are. So this whole thing is totally out of control. Last question for you. Is there any hope here? Is, is there any hope that sanity and racial harmony could exist in America on these issues? I think so, Bill, because I think what I call the silent majority will wake up. And what I mean by that is there are parents who are realizing that we are living, we're going towards totalitarianism, we're going towards socialism, that their children are being told by, let's say, the teachers that do not gender your child, um, do not report to your students, to your parents, what we're teaching you. And students are being inducted into a sort of cabal of secrecy. And when parents realize that their own children are going to reject not just their values, but hate them because they're being re-socialized according to a doctrine of hatred by, their, by the K through 12 
government schools that are really bastions of, of indoctrination and, and Marxism and socialism. I think there's hope because the parents are actually going to wake up and we're seeing signs of this where parents are rebelling and we have an administration that's trying to get these parents to be called domestic terrorists, which I think is disgraceful. Yeah. So well, to answer your question, Bill, I, I, I Biden, think there is hope. Yeah, that Biden progressive movement, that's, that's going to go down. So the book is What Do White Americans Owe Black People? It is by Jason Hill. We uh, recommend that book. And doctor, it's a pleasure to speak with you. Let us know if uh, we can ever be of service to you, okay? Always a pleasure to talk to you, Bill. Thank you so much. All right, let's go to COVID. I predicted uh, about a month ago that COVID uh, would start to decline the USA in the fall. That is happening. Uh, 14-day change, cases down 24% in the USA, hospitalizations down 20, deaths down 12%. That is because of the increased um, vaccination process. Now, there's an interesting story um, that caught my attention that more Americans have died from COVID this year, the first nine months of this year, than in all of last year, 2020, when the pandemic hit, okay? And there wasn't any vaccine. Um, More have died this year. And that's because this Delta variant thing is more contagious and stronger. Tax the lungs. So the vaccine provides some protection, not 100%, as we all know, but uh, that is the latest on COVID. Let's get to Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller. He was released yesterday. Um, I think we had a little something to do with that here at the No Spin News. Um, He remains subject to a gag order from his commander at the base. He is still active military. He's not out of the military. He's at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. Um, And my prediction for him is that this is not going to be taken to a military court. Not going to be charged with anything. He will receive a general discharge. Maybe a dishonorable one, but I'm leaning toward the Biden administration just wanting this to go away and giving him a general discharge. Now, Lieutenant Schiller um, has received more than two and a half million dollars in donations. All right. Uh, The organization backing him is the Pipe Hitter Foundation. It is a 5013 tax exempt charity. As you remember, uh, the lieutenant colonel criticized while he was in the field serving as a Marine officer, criticized the way Afghanistan was handled by President Biden, the commander in chief. Okay, that's what he did. He admits it. And that is against all code of military conduct. I mean, he would be found guilty in a court because he admits he's guilty. But I don't think it's going to get there because millions of Americans sympathize with Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. Here's a story you won't hear about. Another one. We had like four or five tonight. So uh, global warming is, as I told Hannity today on a radio, global warming is used, being used by the progressive movement here in America to frighten everybody. So they hand over massive amounts of taxpayer money, trillions. And then the government controls the trillions where it goes so that the government can take over the private economy. That's the end game on climate change. Now, I am not a climate change denier. I do see the big picture on most issues. 
The big picture is these progressives, I mean, they know China and India aren't going to cooperate, but they want to change the economy from capitalism to socialism. And this is one of the ways they can make some headway in that. So, but myself, you know, I'm living in the Northeast. It's October 6th. When I was a kid, the leaves are starting to change. Now, here, the leaves will start to change for another three weeks, and we'll have foliage into November. Okay, so, and I was, I told you guys, I was on the beach last weekend. It was 72. That never happened when I was a kid, ever. So, then I read that in Antarctica, put up the map here so everybody knows where Antarctica is. It's down south, way, way, way down south had the coldest average temperature. Remember, it's winter down there going into spring. The seasons are changed. So the average temperature for Antarctica this winter, 78 degrees below zero. A little chilly. Even the penguins were going, hey, anybody got a hat? Uh, In fact, it's the coldest on record in Antarctica. Never been colder. Then this winter, 4.5 degrees lower than the 30-year average. Okay, and the ice is, is starting to mass now down there. You know, more ice. So then the logical question, well, how does that square with global warming? Because Antarctica is part of the globe, part of Earth. How does that square? Well, the scientists now say, well, it was windy. It was a very strong polar vortex. It was windy. That's why it happened. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's why it happened. So, again, I'm not a climate denier. But I'm telling you, it's just not this cut and dried. Okay? Natural cycles, the polar vortex, they come on in. So maybe we all work together to get the cleanest planet possible. We plant the trees. We put the windmills up. But you don't destroy civilization in the process. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. As some of you know, uh, our global partner in news gathering is dailychatter.com. Okay, so we have allied with this website for uh, telling you about what's happening in the world. We don't do a lot of foreign news on this broadcast, but sometimes... So Jelly Chatter has got uh, people in Afghanistan, and they say Afghan women are getting hammered, really, really hammered. And uh, they've been thrown out of the University of Kabul. Uh, They've been thrown out of shelters designed to protect abused women in Afghanistan. 
And now the Ministry for the Promotion of Virtue is up and running again, which means they can beat women in the street who they don't think are virtuous. This has all happened since Biden pulled the U.S. troops out. You're going to hear that on the corrupt corporate media? You are not. But if you subscribe to Daily Chatter, it's very reasonable, um, you'll get foreign reporting that you're not going to get anywhere else. So I figured I'd give them a plug because that was a really good article today. Really good report. Very specific. This day in history, October 6, 1996. It was the second day that I was on the air for the Fox News Channel. The second day the Fox News Channel existed. Okay, its 25th anniversary was yesterday. So this was the first major story. It was the debate on October 6, 1996, between Bill Clinton, the president, and Bob Dole, the Republican, running against him. That happened um, 25 years ago. So I'm going to run you two sound bites so you can get a little flavor of it, and I'm going to tell you why it matters. First, President Clinton, go. Four years ago, I ran for president at a time of high unemployment and rising frustration. I wanted to turn this country around with a program of opportunity for all, responsibility from all, and an American community where everybody has a role to play. I wanted a government that was smaller and less bureaucratic to help people have the tools to make the most of their own lives. I wanted a government that was smaller. Whoa, how things have changed. And here is Senator Dole. America is the greatest place in the face of the earth. Now, I know millions of you still have anxieties. You work harder and harder to make ends meet and put food on the table. You worry about the quality and the safety of your children the quality of education. But even more importantly, you worry about the future. And will they have the same opportunities that you and I have had? All right. So you can see there's no, no comparison between Clinton and Dole. Um, by the way, Bob Dole is 98 years old. He's still alive. He has lung cancer. Uh, a great patriot. Now, that debate was uh, moderated by Jim Lurra, PBS. Not too many people watched it. Um, and then the election, of course, Clinton got 379 electoral votes, Bob Dole 159. It was a wipeout. So that debate 25 years ago today. Quick break, good mail segment, and a final thought that will help you out. It's about Christmas. Right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 
877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, let's go to the mail. Mike O'Sullivan, Reynoldsburg, Ohio. Bill, I've been a concierge member since you started your podcast. I've stopped watching the other political news sources. I have three questions. Will Trump run for re-election in 2024? He wants to, but things will change. So nobody could answer that with any certainty. Who will he pick for his running mate? It will not be Mike Pence. But again, I mean, could be Senator Scott, South Carolina, could be uh, Governor DeSantis, Florida, Kristi Noem, Governor of South Dakota. But again, I, I can't pinpoint it. And who will, will he win re-election? Mike, if I knew that, I'd go to Vegas and uh, put a big sum. But come on, I'm, I'm not... Miss Cleo here. I'm not Karnak. I can't project out. John, in my opinion, uh, Mansion Cinema have their hands out with palms up to Chuck, Nancy, and Joe. All five will get what they want, and the American power taxpayers will fund it. Uh, maybe. There's a deal being made. Mansion and Cinema certainly can get a lot of stuff for their independent states, uh, West Virginia and Arizona. It's certainly possible. Absolutely. That's how it works. Jerry Zanny, Swamp Scott, Massachusetts, North Shaw of uh, the Bay State. Bill, I've seen the term socialism, Marxism, and communism used interchangeably. Where can I get a reliable definition? You know, from the, de- from the dictionary, but I'll tell you right now. So socialism is a government that um, controls the economy but does not seize private property. Okay? That's the difference with communism. Communism seizes private property. You're not allowed to own anything. Okay, government has to okay everything you have. They control it. They can take it away. They can give it to you. All right, that's communism. Socialism is government controls the economy. Marxism is the philosophy that um, capitalism is bad, that all people should get the same. Got it? All right. Rob Lavender, Vindman, Colonel Vindman, was not punished for bypassing chain of command and going to Adam's ship or for questioning his superiors, even the president. Well, the problem here is that Vindman uh, was subpoenaed to testify. And he did have conversations, but they were private. Okay, so it's not like Scheller. It's Vindman did criticized the commander-in-chief, but he did so in public under subpoena. That's the difference. Jim Harlow, Danbury, Connecticut. Bill, your interview with the college paper editor was um, very good, and I admired her for expressing her clear opinions. While you had some points of disagreement, they were expressed calmly and respectfully. That's what I'm trying to do here, but, you know, I'll get a little rowdy sometimes, I did that much more when I was on The Factor and I had six guests. We only do one here because we have so much information to give you. 
uh, it works better in this format. But I can get a little rowdy, but I'd like to have the civility. Jason Duke, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Good on Viking for doing the right thing. Good on you, O'Reilly, for reporting the issue and looking out for the little guy. Well, we were happy to help the concierge member, Patricia, 83 years old, to get uh, money from Viking because she has blood cancer. That's an extreme case, as I explained. Um, if you want help in your life, because you're going to need it somewhere down the line, there is no better place than concierge membership because we really are looking out for you. BillOReilly.com has it. Michael Hone, Beaverton, Oregon. I disagree with you, O'Reilly. Christmas gifts are no problem. I'm giving premium memberships to BillOReilly.com. Absolutely, Michael. And we got a little Christmas thing coming up in a moment. Andy Barley, Savannah, Georgia. Bill just finished Martin Dugard's great read, talking, Taking Paris. Taking Paris. Um, did not know many of the things in the book, like Eisenhower not liking De Gaulle. Nobody liked De Gaulle. <laughs> Nobody. He's a tough guy. But Taking Paris is a recommendation from us. All right, so get those bumper stickers up there. Want everybody to get Regret Your 2020 Vote Yet and give them out with humor. Humor, humor, humor. No nasty stuff. Okay, uh, the History Tour uh, continues to sell well. We're going to be in four cities. We hope you come see us. Worth the trip. Once in a lifetime. Great Christmas gifts, tickets. Ticketmaster, BillOReilly.com. We'll see you there. Word of the day, do not be furtive. F-U-R-T-I-V-E. So back with a little Christmas stuff in a moment. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So final thought of the day, I told you that uh, Christmas gift buying is not going to be easy um, this season because there are going to be shortages of just about everything. All right. And that's because the container ships can't unload uh, COVID, you name it. So you get the little catalogs in the mail on the Internet. You buy from this catalog, that catalog. They're going to be out. You're not going to get it. OK. And then they'll have one size and we have this size and we have that. So now is the time to buy your Christmas stuff. If you want to get a good variety, if you wait even three weeks, and that's early around Halloween to buy Christmas stuff, you're going to get shut out. You're not going to get what you want. And then if you want to go to the store, okay, but they're not going to have a lot of things in the store. It'll be sold out fast. That's going to happen. Now, as the uh, premium member uh, told you, we have great gifts. Okay, so top of the line are the Trump tour tickets. That's the best Christmas gift we have. Premium and concierge membership. Fabulous gift. 
I keep the cost down there. Okay, I pay my people well, but we're keeping the cost down. We're not trying to gouge anybody here. All right. And then the books, you know, the Killing Series, best selling nonfiction book series in history. How ironic is that? So if you buy our books, we give you free stickers. If you become a premium member, a concierge member, you get a free book. We're, we got the Christmas store going on right now. It's a good fallback position, but it's a good primary position, too. All right, it helps us, all right, so we can help you. That's what it is. That's what we're in business to do. Okay, I want you to have a great evening. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you tomorrow.